The Second Letter to the Christians of Corinth, Chapter 10 Now I am going to appeal to you personally, by the gentleness and kindness of Christ himself. Yes, I, Paul, the one who is humble enough in your presence, but outspoken when away from us, am begging you to make it unnecessary for me to be outspoken and stern in your presence. For I am afraid otherwise, that I think I shall have to do some plain speaking to those of you who will persist in reckoning that our activities are on the purely human level. The truth is that, although we lead normal human lives, the battle we are fighting is on the spiritual level. The very weapons we use are not human, but powerful in God's warfare for the destruction of the enemy's strongholds. Our battle is to break down every deceptive argument and every imposing defense that men erect against the true knowledge of God. We fight to capture every thought until it acknowledges the authority of Christ. Once we are sure of your obedience, we are ready to punish every disobedience. Do look at things which stare you in the face. So-and-so considers himself to belong to Christ. All right, but let him think again about himself, for we belong to Christ every bit as much as he. You may think that I have boasted unduly of my authority, which the Lord gave me, remember, to build you up, not to break you down. But I don't think I have done anything which will make me ashamed. Yet I don't want you to think of me merely as the man who writes you terrifying letters. I know my critics say his letters are impressive and moving, but his actual presence is feeble and his speaking beneath contempt. Let them realize that we can be just as impressive and moving in person as we are in our letters. Of course we shouldn't dare include ourselves in the same class as those who write their own testimonials, or even to compare ourselves with them. All they are doing, of course, is to measure themselves by their own standards, or by comparisons within their own circle, and that doesn't make for accurate estimation, you may be sure. No, we shall not make any wild claims, but simply judge ourselves by that line of duty which God has marked out for us, and that line includes our work on your behalf. We do not exceed our duty when we embrace your interests, for it was our preaching of the gospel which brought us into contact with you. Our pride is not in matters beyond our proper sphere, nor in the labors of other men. No, our hope is that your growing faith will mean the expansion of our proper sphere of action, so that before long we shall be preaching the gospel in districts beyond you, instead of being proud of work that has already been done in someone else's province. But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. It is not self-condemnation that matters. It is winning the approval of God.